Let's go to the uh, to the next uh, part of this uh, course. Um, and uh, give an introduction to, to SNMP. I will uh, tell something about the goals of SNMP. I will uh, tell something about the, the basic structure of SNMP and the main standards. Let's start with uh, the main goals. The designers of SNMP had some things in mind. These are the, mo the most important things. First, Ubiquity. What does it mean? It should be present in every place. So SNMP should be such that it can run in every system. It should be possible to run it on a simple PC or on a on a supercomputer. Doesn't matter. It should be everywhere. Also, it should be relatively easy to include to a, a system SNMP software. So, what does it mean? It means that the code should be small, and as a result of that, you will get limited functionality. And again, if I say small code, that means the systems that are being managed. The manager system does have a lot of code, it's uh, very complex. Limited functionality, what does it mean? Well, it means that a system cannot check its own behavior, and cannot say if it detects, hey, it's not going well, uh, let's inform the manager that I have a problem. That cannot be done with SNMP, or it can be done in a very limited way. If you go to OSI, for instance, systems could look at itself and only inform the manager if they have real problems. Well, with SNMP, they can hardly inform the manager, so the managers should continuously monitor if the system is still operating well. The third goal that the designers of SNMP had that the uh, addition of new management information should be relatively easy. So that's why they had a kind of modular structure of management information. They have MIPS and it is quite easy to add a new MIP to a system. Finally, they said that management should be robust. Uh, management should still work if the network is on fire. And for that reason, they decided to use the connectionless transport protocol, UDP. If you use connectionless, you send 10 times the same message. Well, if one of the 10 arrives, then still the management action can be performed. From this, you can also conclude that the primary purpose for SNMP was fault management and not something like, for instance, accounting management. Uh, because with accounting management, it's not a very good idea that you lose management information because people do not get the correct bill and they will complain about it. So SNMP originally was aimed at fault management and a little bit of performance management. Okay, how does uh, yeah, the SNMP look like? Well, in, you have one manager who is uh, managing a lot of systems in the network. It can be routers, it can be printers, it can be PCs, it can be everything. And these systems that are being managed are called agents. And the protocol that you use between the manager 
and this agent is called SNMP, the Simple Network Management Protocol. The manager has to pull continuously these agents because, well, what I said five minutes back, these agents are rather simple. They cannot monitor their own behavior. They do not know if things are still going well. They cannot inform the manager. So the manager has to continuously look, is this one still functioning well? Is this one still functioning well? Is this one still functioning well? And of course, if you continuously have to pull all these systems, it takes you quite some time. And for that reason, it is relatively difficult to manage thousands or tens of thousands of uh, agents by one manager. It's just too much. You also uh, have a lot of management traffic across <coughs> the entire time to, to check if things go well. So that's a disadvantage. In the last of the four mornings, we will discuss distributed management and we will see some solutions to this problem. But scalability, let's say it in that way, scalability is not very good. There is, however, some very limited way that SNMP systems can inform the manager that there's something wrong, and that mechanism is called TRAPS, at least with SNMP version 1. Uh, but there are very limited have possibilities to send a trap. So only if the system starts up, it can say, hey, I've just started up and inform the manager. And there are about seven different uh, situations where an SNMP version 1 system can send a trap. With SNMP version 2 and 3, we see that there are more possibilities. We'll come to that later. But this is relatively limited. In version 1, SNMP version 1, Polling was the main thing with version 2 and 3. You see that there's some more intelligence here, so they can inform the manager a little bit more. Well, what kind of information is being sent from the manager to the agents? Uh, that are get and set operations. A get operation is just an operation to read a variable in the management information base. And a set operation is to write a variable. You have some variants of gets but basically how you can read or write something. And from the system back, you have very limited possibility of sending traps. In uh, SNMP version 1, uh, you had seven of these. They were sent unreliable, so they could get lost. With SNMP version 3, you have also a kind of reliable mechanism to send something from here to the manager. Uh, but yeah, these are all details I will discuss later. Yeah. If you look at a management information base, well, it contains a lot of variables, and in fact, it can have two pieces of information. It can have simple variables like uh, the IP address of this system number of packets that have been sent by the system, but it can also have tables. For instance, if you want uh, for a certain interface, the number of packets that go in via that interface, the number of packets going out over that interface, the number of errors on this interface, and since you can have multiple uh, interfaces, you can have a table of that. That are the two main possibilities for 
the information in MIPS. If you look at the, the layout picture of SNMP, you'll see that uh, we use the connectionless transport protocol UDP. On top of that, we have the exchange of SNMP PDUs. That is the yeah, get and set and trap things I showed on the previous slides. These operate on a management information base, which you can see at a slightly higher level because uh, they can exchange everything that is in the MIP. So the contents of the MIP is not relevant for this level, but is relevant for the higher level. These are in fact the, yeah, the real management variables in the MIP. What you also need is at the manager side some knowledge about what kind of information is stored in the system. So the definition of this MIP is also known to the manager, but the real values are here. And of course the manager can fetch these values, store them locally, or do something with it, but if he sets something, it doesn't have any effect if he does it locally here, he should do it always there. So that's a little bit different to a database. If you have a database and you just make a copy, then you can operate on that, no problem. But if you have an, uh, yeah, a real system, then you cannot operate on the copy because it doesn't have any impact on the, on the, on the network. Finally, the main standards. We have the following standards. We have SMI, the Structure of Management Information. We have two versions of that. The first one is being defined in RFC 1155, and the second one is in RFC 2578. Both are full standards. And nowadays, everyone should use the SMI version 2. We have standards based on MIPS. MIP 2 is the most important one. That one is defined in RFC 1213, but there are lots of MIPS. There are 200 MIPS. I guess, being defined in the IETF. So, there are many. And finally, we have the protocol, SNMP. Um, although you see that the name SNMP is being used to denote all these things. Now, a lot of people, if you talk about SNMP, they also mean the MIPS and the structure of management information. But in fact, the term SNP is just for the exchange of information. You have three versions of it. 1157 uh, for version 1. You have some RFCs for version 2. And uh, you have things for version 3. Well, most people still use version 1. Um, version 2 is a kind of interim version, which is not being used by many people. Version 3 is the new version. So people do something, they usually go immediately to version 3. I think it's very important that you understand the different purposes of these three categories of standards. The SMI defines how management information may look like. The MIP2 and other MIPs tell what management information exists. So there's a difference between how something may look like and what actually exists. Um, and the protocol is responsible for 
exchanging the management information.